Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Bam. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Steve, what's up? How's it going? Um, you know, it's going. Um, before uh, before we we get started, I do I, I know that I've um, told you personally, but I wanted to tell you publicly that I am so sorry for what happened to oh, Polly. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I know that couldn't have been easy. No, it sucked. Yeah, and it's funny because I guess the way I worded my post made it seem like you know, like we lost him as in he's lost and that's, that's it. Um, so I've actually, I wish I had worded that differently, but he, we actually know that he is past. So that's something I guess I could have done better. Wording is important, huh? I, I mean, I think you were, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, I just, there's nothing about any of that situation that would be remotely, I mean, it's just, it sucks. It's just really hard to like say publicly like, oh, your dog was taken by an animal. There's no way to like yeah. make that nice and mushy. So yeah, he's not lost as in he's out there in the world. And um, I don't know what's worse, honestly, or better, like knowing that he's gone or knowing that he's just, yeah, I don't know. It's been, ugh. it sucks. Dogs are like our children. You would know. Yeah. I mean, I had... Um... I have one now, but I had one um, that passed like totally suddenly. And then, uh, you know, that was that was awful. Yeah. I mean, what are the ages of the three? Okay, Adam is our oldest now and he is 11. And then Corey was actually Paul's brother. And we got them when I was on the show, actually. So they're they Paul was five and Corey's five. And then Gemma, my puppy, is two. And yeah, like our ironic, we lost uh, our oldest at the time. He was, he died at 20, which is wild. But uh, Prince was, he actually died around this time last year. So I swear, like December is just not a good time. Just this whole year can just really fuck off at this point. Yeah, I know. Anyway, we have a lot to talk about. I know. (laughs) I'm going to. A lot. I'm going to grill you. (laughs) You can. I mean. Okay. It's, it's it's been a it's been an interesting couple of weeks, to say the least, and it's gonna get even more interesting in the next couple of weeks. I guarantee that. Well, let me let me just start by asking because I am just still obviously so fascinated by everything that you do. Um, but but has how has COVID and quarantine affected your information gathering? I'm assuming it's made it harder. However, you do get your information. Yeah, it has. The quarantine, both seasons, Clarentatia's and then Matt's being in one location and never traveling and never having dates out in the public where we can clearly see who gets one-on-ones and group dates. It certainly um, has affected the fact that I'm just, it's very hard to get an episode-by-episode breakdown for, I didn't have it for Clarentatia's season, I'm not going to have it for Matt's. So basically what I'm trying to do is just get the ending uh, down at least final four and mm-hmm. then the breakdown from there. And then you hear different pieces of information of things that happened during the season. Right. As you know, and then it's just piecing stuff together and like, okay, well this is what happens and around this time, but that's really all I can do at this point because, um, 
you know, them non-COVID years, them traveling, it just made it a lot easier to put everything together. And now right. it's just it's almost impossible. Well, and you were getting photos from like airports and stuff. So you could see yeah. who's traveling. And now obviously that just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And the dates. I mean, right. it's just like, yeah. you know, because when they when they travel, I mean, overseas, it's tough. Overseas is hit or miss. Uh-huh. Um, but when they travel within the U.S. and they're in cities in the U.S., whether it's even, you know, places like Cleveland or Virginia, everybody knows where it is because usually those cities are spoiled beforehand and the show announces um hey come out to this date yeah, whether yeah, it was yeah. the chase rice concert last season with peter and victoria it's just like they had a crowd there everyone had a phone so we all knew what was going on then they had the soapbox race with kelsey in the middle of the street mm-hmm. where they had all those fans so yeah it's 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 like okay um we know they're there and we know these two got one-on-ones and then you can just kind of piece stuff together after that well and i'm assuming like where were they this season? La Quinta or no? Yeah, La Quinta. okay. So they were there. I'm assuming no one else could like that. They had the whole thing to themselves. Yeah, it was it was all to themselves. Now La Quinta apparently there are actually people that live at La Quinta. It's not like oh. just a, it's they have like bungalows or condos, so people could live there. But they had a majority of that place to themselves. Hmm. That season at Nemecolon is a is a resort where they have the whole thing to themselves. So nobody, there got wasn't anything. one picture picture got out or anything like that. Yeah, uh-huh. there were plenty of pictures that we saw during filming on, on Us Weekly and stuff like that, but they were pictures of just people standing. It wasn't anything. Right. Of, there there were, wasn't one picture that got out of Tasha on a date or Claire on a date at La Quinta, not one. Hmm. And that's how COVID has affected these two seasons for sure. And my guess is, the next Bachelorette season that starts filming in March, you know, I, I, I highly doubt we're going to have any travel again. It's probably going to be a third season in a row where it's a quarantine season just yeah. because I think March is still a bit too early for them to just get on planes and, and jet set, especially, definitely not international. Maybe they'll do some domestic, but I, I doubt it. I highly doubt it. Yeah, I don't think they're going domestic March through May. Through May. It's just, it's still too early, but. Summer with Paradise, I mean, that's a one-location shoot anyway, so either they go back down to Tulum where they, or, you know, Playa, Playa wherever, whatever, yeah, Playa. whatever it's yeah. called, um, they shoot there, or they find a different, you know, exotic location to shoot, hmm. and then by the time the next Bachelor starts filming next September, I think we should be good to go. Okay, so here's a couple thing, big things from this year. So this yeah. is my last podcast for the year, so we want to touch Ooh. on the big 2020 things in your world, which, okay... The biggest one for me was the Nick podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I have Facebook questions, as I told you. So Liz Cuellar said, has he talked to Nick since their podcast? What did he think about the response to it? Since it was released, no. I think I, I think we sent a few texts back and forth after we recorded it. Mm. But, but then once it was released, uh, no. He hasn't sent anything to me. I haven't sent anything to him, and I doubt we ever would at this point just because there's a lot of contentiousness there um i it's weird because when i was filming when i was recording the podcast with him it didn't in my head seem as bad but when i listened back i realized you know because i talk a lot with my own podcast i do other people's podcasts and you just you know i just i don't know i just sit there and do it and then what i mean i I got a sense when I was recording it that I was just like, gosh, Nick seems to be talking a lot, but it wasn't <laughs> anything that I wasn't, I was just like, okay, this is the way it is. It's his podcast, whatever. But then when I listened back, I realized 
the, the narrative that he is. was trying to control, it was really bizarre. Well, were you thinking like you would go into it like a podcast with me, for example, where he's just asking you questions or did you, like getting to know you kind of thing or? We had spoken a few times before the podcast and he said, look, I'm going to give you some shit. Okay. But he, he when he said it to me, it, it was kind of like he really presented it as like, hey, I'm going to give you some shit, but we'll have a good time with it or whatever. And then we got into it. Mm. And that's not the way it came across. It was like he had an agenda, which was I'm going to make him look bad. Right. Or I'm going to try and make him look bad. And in the process, he looks pretty bad. The response, yeah, the response spoke for itself. Right. Um, Right. I just think that, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't, like I said, it it wasn't until after I listened to it, but then I never sent him a message saying, wow, that was worse than I thought. It's just once, once it was released, he felt like I said, I said what I said. He said what he said. And um, it was, it was, everything spoke for itself at that point. I didn't really need to say much after it aired. Was your intention maybe to go on his with the hopes that he would come on yours? That was how this all started. Back in January of this year, I asked him to come on mine. And he Uh said, let me, and he said, let me think about it. Okay. And then he, and then he never really got back to me. And I was like, okay, I guess it's not happening. And then he contacts me you know, during the goat episode seasons. Cause he's like, okay, uh, they're, they're skipping a week of goat episodes. Why don't I have you on? And I'm like, okay. There's no, no mention of like ever coming on mine. I was just like, okay, I'll do his. At least, at least we get a chance to finally hash some things out and talk about things that I've said about him over the years, but it just never, it never uh, turned out that way. But the other thing is going in, like I knew like, look, I'm a guest. I'm not going to sit there and I, and, as a guest, start asking him questions. It's just not the role of a guest. I realized I was going to be on the firing line. I just thought that a lot of the stuff that he brought up, I it was really clear that he didn't know anything about me. And he went off a lot of speculation. I mean, mm-hmm. to, to talk to me about the Jenna stuff and not even know the Jenna story right. is kind of embarrassing. Speaking of Jenna, that was another big one. Um you basically when did the, when did you release the the Jenna Cooper sugar de- when was that 2018 uh, summer summer of 18 like right after paradise in 2018 so September of 2018 maybe it dipped into October so okay yeah because so, it was a year yeah it was a year and a half later is when we had our whole thing so you and her you know finally connect she says she's been gathering all of this information for this long you do a podcast with her basically and you come out and say I'm sorry that I I didn't vet this properly so in terms of how how have you changed your approach to vetting and going public with things since that whole story yeah I mean it's just you, I, I just trying to do a better job is really um is is the best way to put it mm-hmm. um that that was the, the probably the biggest fuck up of my spoiling career Mm -hmm. uh and i did everything i could uh to to right that wrong you know put her on the podcast did a two-hour conversation with her deleted every tweet deleted everything i ever wrote about it i mean at that point that's all i can do and um i did it and i i wish i i wish i never were misreported in the beginning but once once it was out there i couldn't take it back so the best thing you do is just delete it and give her Give her a say, uh, apologize, and and move on, and just do better from there. And that's all I've tried to do. Did you ever hear from Jordan after that came out? I think we spoke. 
Yeah, no, no, no. What am I talking about? Yeah, we spoke. Okay. And I and I explained to him, hey, this is uh, this is the evidence that she showed me, um, and you know, I told him this this necessarily wasn't somebody that was um, after Jenna. So, you know, it was more someone that was obsessed with Jordan and looking to break him up uh, with Jenna and yeah. Um, yeah. and just. It, it, the layers of that story are so deep and Jenna has so many receipts that it would be so confusing, especially two and a half years. Uh, now we're at almost over two years later to put it all out there now and remember back to what was happening back then. It's just, it would be so confusing to everybody. Just know that there is way, there's plenty of evidence out there for me to know that I was wrong about what I reported. And, um, uh, bringing someone to justice at this point doesn't do it any good. Like just because there's still a lot of things that would be hard to pinpoint, but it clearly was a, a misinformation campaign yeah. from obsessed fans of the franchise that were just looking to screw over Jordan. Okay. Here's another big one that actually was recent. We just talked about this a little <laughs> bit, but know, know the suing is. of Luke Parker. Yeah. Honestly, like shocker central. What are your thoughts? So they report that some judge had upheld a NZK's arbitration hearing that said that they're allowed to go forward and sue Luke Parker for, um, I think, $120,000 or something like that. But we've never heard anything since. So I have no idea what happened. I'm assuming, yeah, that that he has to pay, which I've always laughed because it's like, you know, the people that sign this contract have like nothing to their name. This is pure speculation. My guess is Luke Parker doesn't have $125,000 $125, laying around where he's just like, all right, here, here's your check. Uh, my guess is there's stuff going on behind the scenes that we just don't know about and probably right. never will know about. And we just have to kind of leave it at that. Because if Luke Parker was allowed to speak on this, my guess is he would have by now. Obviously, Luke Parker is not the first contestant to ever break their contract why him do you think that's the best that's the million dollar question is because when it came out it didn't make any sense to me because luke parker had done nothing different than plenty of other past contestants who spoke and told what happened with production behind the scenes it just didn't make any sense it seemed like they were making an example out of him and why make an example out of him versus somebody else in the past who clearly broke protocol uh, by doing interviews and talking about the show. Um, yeah. You know, I I have actually grown to develop a, you know, a, a, a civil relationship with someone like Demi, but let's not make, you know, uh, let's call a spade a spade here. Demi broke contract when she went on with you and said, I didn't even like Colton. I didn't even want him as my bachelor. Like, and saying things like that, you know, that's, how is that any different than what Luke said? Basically, you know, but, but I, that's the thing. We know that Demi is well-liked in this franchise and good for her. And production likes her. They brought her back, what, two or three times during Hannah Brown's season. They clearly love her as a character. But you have to be objective. She did the same thing that Luke did. She did interviews post-show that revealed stuff that she wasn't allowed to reveal. So why wasn't she sued versus someone like Luke? And I don't mean to just point out Demi. That's the first one that came to my mind. But you could think of plenty of people. Yeah. I don't know. I need to, I need, Luke, come on. I, I know. There's, help us. Uh, yeah. Oh, I liked this question. Marissa Kuha said, has the thing that he mentioned would be announced, but he didn't feel it was his place to announce ever come out? A yes or no is fine. No, it hasn't come out. That's why I haven't talked about it. Uh, okay. This was something I think I tweeted out or put in my column. It was, might've been both. 
uh, I think around November of last year, November of, of 2019. And I said, look, I found out something about this franchise, not my place to say if mm-hmm. and when it does come out. I'll remind you guys that, yeah, this is what I was talking about in November of 2019. But nobody's covered it. So I'm still surprised. We're, we're a year later and nobody has brought it up. So can I can I you can say yes or no. Does it still apply? Do you think? Yes. Yeah, it does. That's why I'm shocked that no outlet has covered it. So. OK, interesting. Oh, wait. OK. On on the other side, Megan Gilbert had a fun question. What has been the most dynamic story that he knew about, chose not to share, and it still ended up going public eventually? Oh, God, I'd have to really. um, I've been told way more things that I've never run with than the stuff that I have run with. So there's got to be something that did come out that I was like, yeah, I knew about that. But uh, nothing that's coming to my head right now, but I'm sure there is. Let's talk about a recent podcast with Taisha's ex-husband. Yeah. And and you know, you just said you're getting a lot of flack for that. Yeah. What how can you can you explain a little bit like how that came to fruition? Yeah, he emailed me a couple weeks ago, end of November, I think it was right before Thanksgiving and just said he was tired of the narrative being put out there about him that um I'm just like in in a vacuum, the sentence of this is the guy that cheated on Tasha. And um, he wanted to talk about it. And I let him and he's basically been shit on ever since. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with peeping, people just not liking the guy. Um, but the things that I'm hearing, um, I just think people aren't I, I just think people aren't thinking a little bit big picture here of the overall totality of what he was trying to say. Mm-hmm. But I will, I will say this for him. And I feel bad in this aspect. This guy has never done an interview in his life before. So I think you kind of have to take that into consideration. I could clearly tell that he, you know, struggled a bit to get what he wanted to say out or the way he phrased it, it wasn't great. And I get that. And I, and people are definitely jumping on him for that. But this is a guy that isn't trained in media interviews. He's never been on a podcast. He's never done an interview where he spoke about his relationship with Tasha. And yeah, to a lot of people, it came across as, oh, he's just bitter or whatever. But I just, you know, I try to put myself in his shoes. And I'm like, if I had an ex that was in the position that Tasha's in as the lead of a show, watched by millions of people every week, and two to three times this season, they claim in, there was infidelity in my marriage. And while there was infidelity, I think that there's more to the story of just, oh, infidelity in my marriage, that's why it ended. And first off, that wasn't why it ended, because after he admitted to the infidelity in the marriage, which was a one-time thing, and he literally told her hours after she got back home from a weekend trip, she didn't divorce him. She didn't leave him. She actually put more effort into the relationship and they started seeing counseling. So for her to say infidelity ended my marriage, I think that's very short-sighted and is presenting a side that I don't think happened. And I think that's the overall thing that he was trying to say. Like, look, we had issues in our marriage and I wasn't a great, um, I did something that um, he shouldn't have done. He owned what he did. He said he felt guilty about it. They went to counseling afterwards. I don't know why this narrative has turned into, oh, he went on Steve's podcast and he blamed Tasha for his cheating. Well, 
I do that's think what, it's, I do that's think, not what happened. He didn't blame her. Like, I don't know what these people are, what did they listen to? But I definitely think she could say, you know, okay, he cheated, that she tried to go to therapy to work it out, but ultimately she couldn't get past the cheating. Like, the cheating could still be the reason why, in the end, even if it wasn't right away, she was like, I can't do this. Yeah, and that's just not what we've been presented. It's just been infidelity in my marriage, and that's why it ended. Which is kind of what I just said. I just think the things that have been sent to me and the things that people are commenting under my Twitter, it's just like, I don't know what these people listen to. He clearly owned what he did. Why is it turning into he blamed Tasha for his cheating? Part of this show, obviously, she's dating people. You're allowed to talk about your history. I feel like she's been honestly, super respectful of the situation. Like she, all she's ever said is I was married, we're divorced, there's infidelity, blah, blah, blah. She's never gone out and said he did this, that, and the other. She's never said his name. When his name was coming out there, she actually said, please leave him alone, respect his privacy. So in in terms of like what a human could do to like soften the blow or whatever, I feel like she's done a really good job. So it was like when he comes out and, and, was relatively un- no one even knew his name, you know, and now everyone knows his name, and I just feel like it it ended up really backfiring. To be honest, it did back it did backfire on him. It's a really tr- tricky situation because I think he has every right when she's controlled the narrative for two years and has said there was infidelity in my marriage. My ex husband cheated on me. Why is he not allowed to come on and say his side? Like, wait, do you think I should never have put him on? It's it's not like she went around lying about it. Like, he admits he cheated. So so she said he did. Like, what's the... It's not like she's going around saying he did this, that, and the other. He was a terrible person. But she hasn't said anything positive. I, every time she's talked about her ex-husband, it's never been anything positive, at least that I've seen and read. Maybe there was... Yeah, maybe there wasn't anything, you know, he hurt her trust, blah, blah, blah. Like, I guess I just... I, I think I think it wasn't as big of a a story as like he in his mind thinks it is. You know, like I just what did he say? It hurts her impression that I cheated. And then he says he did cheat. And then. So, yeah, that's what happened. And she said that's what happened. So I guess it's it's just like I don't really understand. Of course, he has a right to talk publicly and whatever and he has a right to tell his story just the way that she does but you know I don't think she needs to tell him she's going on the bachelor like I don't think she needs to tell him that I don't think that I don't think she's like slandered his name in the way that he thinks she has in my opinion so it it just it was really interesting that he felt like he needed to come out and do that and say those things because it just didn't really and, and and that's what everyone said was it's like, yeah, she's she said exactly what happened. She's she's said in a very succinct way. That's what happened. He cheated. She didn't really have to say we went to therapy and blah, blah. And we tried. I respect you saying that and feeling that about him. But in return, all I would say is, well, it's it's what was happening to him. If he felt the need to come out and say something, who are we to tell him you can't say this? Now, once he did come out and say stuff, 
I guess people that's what are, uh, people are getting on him for. But I will not apologize for putting him on the podcast. I felt he had every right to come on and say that. Now it has turned into, oh, Steve, you hate uh, Tasha. Oh, Steve, you're a racist um, because you put Tasha on your podcast. And it's just like I, that's just we're getting into some serious, serious accusations that um, are just based in nothing. Hmm. So, OK, so here's. Just looking at your Twitter, here's things people yeah. say. Like, you defend Claire, you discredit mm-hmm. Tasha. Like, thoughts Where's on that? Where's the proof? Where's the proof? So you want proof. Yeah. The best, thing, the best part about what I do is everything that I do is online. Mm-hmm. It's written out in my website. It's either in my tweets or it's in my uh, podcast. So pull the audio of where I was. What, what was the quote about Tasha? Where I was, what? What? Well, just that you you protect Claire, but you discredit Tasha has has been like the tweets that I see under yeah. your your discreditation. That's fine. Where? Okay. Where are the where are the tweets where I discredited her? Pull up, pull the sentence, cut and paste from my website on where I discredited Tasha, uh, or pull the audio from any podcast of where I discredit Tasha. I don't even know what discrediting Tasha even means. Well, and okay. I don't think let me ask this. Let that. me ask this. Have yeah. you ever, if with another lead? had an ex reach out and you wanted to bring them on? No other lead. I mean, if, if, if somebody else's ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend wanted to come on, I'd put them on. It's never happened. Josh was the first one. I mean, I'm thinking off the top of my head. Uh, let's see. Um, Bachelorette, Andy, no, no ex. Caitlin, no. Jojo, no. Um, Rachel, no. Uh, Becca, no. Hannah Brown, no. Claire, no. Uh, Matt James, no. Peter, <laughs> Peter, no. Colton, no. Ari, no. Nick, no. Ben, no. Chris, no. Juan Pablo, no. Sean, no. Ben, no. Brad, no. None, no of those exes. Exes, none of those people's exes have ever reached out to me the way Josh did. So I, why are, if they would have and felt that they needed to defend themselves over something that their lead ex was saying, absolutely I would put them on. Okay, Leanne Ross said, is there anyone he interviewed and then wishes he didn't give them a platform at all? Well, after the fact, knowing what Colton was doing at the time of the interview mm. behind the scenes, yeah, obviously that's an obvious one. But at the time of the interview, I had no idea. I even said that once the story came out about Cassie. Like, if I had any idea that this guy was stalking her and doing what he was saying behind the scenes at the time I recorded the interview with him, I never would have done it. It was clear now, after the fact, that Colton used me to present himself, uh, present a certain image of himself knowing what was clearly going on at the time. Yeah, do you think that that was something in the back of his mind that was kind of like a pre-PR it had thing? Yeah, It had to be. I, I, I can't... It's just knowing the facts after the fact, it, it certainly seems like that's the case, that it was a, a PR move on his part to get out there on a podcast listened to by a lot of people to change his image. Uh, and change what has been uh, perceived of him. And um, you could tell on the podcast that he was still in love with her. You could yeah. tell that he still had major feelings for her and was not over her. I just didn't think it was to the extent of what we eventually found out. Okay. All right. Josh, the husband? Yeah. D- does he regret doing the podcast? Have you heard from him? If he has, he hasn't said anything, no. Uh, all I all I said was, hey, I'm curious if Tasha is going to reach out to you after this. And he said, I doubt she will. And, um, and he said, I'll let you know if she does. And as of today, she hasn't. So I, I doubt she will. She has her own podcast. 
Um, do I expect her to go into, do I expect her to go into detail of that podcast, uh, of my podcast with Josh on her podcast? No. Okay. Probably better. Probably better than she doesn't. All right. Here's some, Abby Fox said, when the Bachelor franchise finally comes to a close, does he plan on writing a tell-all on how he gets his information? Um, I can't see myself doing that because even though it'll be years after the fact and people might say, well, what does it matter now? It still comes down to this. People told me things in confidence. And if I wanted to out them, I probably would have outed them by now. What, what's the difference between outing them now or outing them three or four years from now? Uh, and I think if I were to do some sort of book or some sort of long blog about uh, everything that happened to me in my career, covering The Bachelor and all the spoilers I got, um, I think it wouldn't be compelling enough unless people knew who the sources were. Uh, it just, I think they'd be like, oh, well, he didn't tell us who it was, so why would I read this book? You know? Well, then on the other hand, Hannah Nestle said, is this a forever thing for him? Is there burnout involved in him doing this job and reporting on The Bachelor? I think as long as the show is on, I'm going to do what I do. I don't see that unless some major... Um, I have some major opportunity that blows this away. You can never say never because I never know what opportunities are going to present themselves. But I've been doing this 11 years now. And it's been good enough to where it would take a hell of an offer for me to stop doing what I'm doing. Could, what could you see yourself doing if you weren't doing this? Like if you could. Go well, back. I definitely want to keep podcasting. Um, okay. maybe, the, maybe the content of my podcast and the guests on my podcast would change. Um, but. You know, the website is my main income. The podcast is a second income for me. The website is still my main income. Do you ever plan on updating your website? Mm. That's interesting. Um, I don't know what they mean updating-wise. I don't know. Just a refresh, a rebrand? I don't know. Like, the, like I don't know what they're asking. Are they, are they asking in terms of the graphics or are they asking... Um, uh, the ad, I know. I know. In the last two months, we have changed the ads on the desktop. Um, before there used to be down the right hand column, there used to be five or six ads. Now there's just one that follows you as you scroll down the page. I mean, we've taken out a lot of ads on the desktop version. Um, the mobile version has just as many ads as any other website ad does. Any entertainment site, you click on an Us Weekly article, you're bombarded with videos and pop up and pop ups at the top and the bottom of your phone. It's the same as mine. I mean, it's just the way people make money on the internet. Um, you have well, to have maybe ads. I just mean, and I don't even mean ads. I just mean like the interface of it. Like, I'm. When did you? When did you start your website? Two thousand three or four. Has it ever yeah. been changed? As someone yeah. who's studying digital marketing, I would. I would love to to get my hands on it. <laughs> what it's looked like right now. Mm -hmm. It's been four or five years that uh, we've had this same format. And look, I. I <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's because it's my site and it's very easy for me, but I, it, when I look at my site on desktop, and I'm looking at my site on desktop right now, okay. Bachelorette Spoiler Season 16, and then it says Bachelorette Tasha Recaps, Reader Emails, Podcasts. You click on any one of those pictures, it's bringing you to the most updated thing. So to me, that seems pretty straightforward. If you look at it on mobile, same exact thing. It says Bachelorette Spoilers, Recaps, reader emails, podcasts. It has tabs of what to go to. So I, again, I, when people tell me they have trouble navigating my site, I don't want to say, no, you don't, but I don't know what you want me to, what else? 
I'm not sure what else they want me to do when it's right there. Well, why don't we set up like a a survey that people can specify what they want to see? Yeah. Even on my last podcast with Kat, we had a back and forth over I, this. Yes. She, Someone she wrote tells that. me it all. Yeah. She tells me this like. What did Kat think it needed to change? She never could give me a She couldn't give answer. you a true answer. She couldn't get, she just said it's outdated. I said, what does that mean? The graphics are outdated. The ads on it are outdated. I'm going to set up, I'm going to set up a survey because I was just in statistics. This is actually right on my mind. Okay. Maybe you can be my next marketing director. I'll be your marketing director and your web developer all in one. Yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts on these like Instagram pages slash spoiler pages that are coming up? There's stuff out there. Um, it's very easy um, for somebody to just put something out there and then when it doesn't come true, just delete it like they never did. And those Instagram pages have done that. I've been shown proof that it has happened. So I don't put much thought into it. Okay. Um, the bottom line is I know where people are coming to get their spoilers. People are going to shortly find out that what I put out before Tasha's season started, which was in the beginning of October, um, is some of it is wrong. So mm -hmm. if these Instagram pages knew everything, they wouldn't have what you have at the end of the day. I've been doing this 17 years. These people have been doing it for six months. Like it's like, whatever, but are they out there? Sure. Can they get something right here and there? Absolutely. But you don't think they're going to put you out of biz? No, not at all. I'm not worried about that. I've got some random rapid fire questions. I had an order to this, but I, it's gone to the wayside. Um, yeah. Which bachelor couple will get engaged or, mar or sorry, married in 2021? Well, don't Jojo and Jordan have a wedding date set? I think, I think they, they do. do. Yeah, I, I would say that they'd be the first, unless one of the other ones have an early, has an earlier date set, which would be... Yeah, I mean, I mean people who are dating now, who you could see getting engaged maybe next year. Uh, who's dating? Who's, who's dating? dating in the I could see. No. I could see Peter and Kelly getting engaged. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it seems like that's where they're headed, based on the fact that I know they're moving to New York together. I believe that's what I read. Right? They're yeah. getting. They're moving to New York. They're going to keep a place in either Chicago or California. Um, that's Hannah and Dylan. Um, Hannah and Claire Dylan are already engaged. Claire and Dale. I guess you can maybe do who's going to get married first, Claire and Dale, or... Do you think Claire and Dale or Jordan and JoJo are going to get engaged first? Or, sorry, married first? It seems like JoJo and Jordan just because they have a set date, I believe. And Claire and Dale haven't even moved in yet, although it sounds like they're planning to. I think he's set to move to Sacramento. Uh, I thought that's what they said in one of their lives. Who do you think would make the best replacement for Chris Harrison? My opinion is that this show will not have anyone else ever host it other than Chris. Okay. So if Chris leaves, the show dies? I just don't think Chris is leaving. I think when this show ends, Chris ends. And when Chris ends, this show ends. Yeah, I just okay. don't think it's ever going to happen. But if we were to say who's next in line, well, JoJo's now the only person in the history of the show in 40 seasons that we've ever seen fill in as a host. So I guess that puts her as the front runner. I guess so. Or Ben Higgins, because they love Ben. Yeah. Um, I guess he would be a possibility if they want to go with a male uh, host. But Who would you like to see as the lead one day? Male or female? Either. Both. I don't know. I, I honestly, I say this all the time, and I know people hate this answer, but I don't care. As long as the show is on the air, that's all I care about. I don't care who the lead is. I really don't. Do you enjoy watching the show? Not really. Not anymore. <laughs> Not as much as I, 
not that I ever loved it. It was always a job to me, but social media has uh, completely ruined the show for me and ruined any sort of enjoyment I even had with the spoiling aspect of it. My favorite thing I've always said about the show is spoiling. Nobody does what I do on the internet for 11 years. And now the spoiling aspect, um, nothing I do is good enough for people anymore. And it just gets frustrating. You know, Uh, if you spoil it, uh, it's not good enough if they don't get it early enough. If you spoil it, but you get a detail wrong, um, it's like, well, you didn't get that right. And it's just like, it's just at this point, it's so, um, it's not nearly as fun to spoil anymore. Marissa Manuel said, what is your response to people who say that you're defensive when anyone challenges him on something? Does he think he's pretty emotionally invested in his work or is this just a job to him? I always found that interesting because somebody will send me an attacking email, literally attacking me. And again, I have receipts to prove this. And then when I respond defending myself from someone attacking me, you know what their response is to me? God, you're so defensive. Clearly you're guilty. But do you think do you think that this job has like made your life more stressful or made you more I don't know like like do you do you think this job is good for your mental health? I mean my my mental health is fine. I mean it just gets annoying after a while because you you're dealing with people that just don't and it's not like you have to agree with everything I said. Look, I've I've said this from the beginning. Nobody in this world is universally liked. I know I'm not universally liked. However, the arguments that people come at me with just are factually incorrect or they attack you and then they expect some sort of nice response. And if you don't respond kindly, it's like, wait, why were you allowed to attack me and be a dick in your email? And if I'm a dick back, that must mean I'm being so defensive that I must mean I'm guilty. Like, no. Are they attacking you or are they just stating their opinion? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, that's the thing. I could sit here and say this, or I could prove it to you, but I don't need to sit here and, you know, post (laughs) for me to prove my point. I'd have to sit here and pull up all the old emails Mm -hmm. where the initial email of me was attacking me. And I just don't need to do that. I know what happens. I, I know what's said to me. Well, how would you, okay. So how would you prefer someone, like if someone were to respectfully disagree with you, Yeah. how would you like, how would you picture that kind of email? In, in your mind. Just, just respectfully disagreeing with me and saying like, Steve, here's what, you know, whatever the topic may be, here's the topic that you talked about and here's what I disagree on okay. and list and list what I said, why you disagree with it. And it's just never, because that would take a long kind of detailed email and I never get those. It's just three or four sentences of you're an asshole um, I can't believe you did this. I can't believe you think this way. You know, you attack people. It's just like, okay, where are the receipts? Show me where I said. What specifically are you talking about? So for so. me, like if I were to say, like, Steve, respectfully, I don't think Josh should have come on the podcast. I think he is, the podcast was a waste of time, yada, yada, yada. I don't think Tasha mm-hmm. is lying. Because, uh, like, you know, we're friends, right? Obviously. But I would, like, if I, I listened to the podcast and I was like, this dude is making something out of nothing. Um, Taisha has never made him look bad. She's what she has said is true. Um, if if I were to send you an email like that, that would be okay. Like you, that would be respectful. Oh, absolutely. Okay. But it's like that's those aren't the emails that I got. The emails that I got were, "Why did you enable this guy? Um, you're a racist for going after Taisha." It's like, huh? 
because I put her ex-husband on, the first guy that's ever contacted me that's the ex-husband of a lead. But then again, we've never had a female. We never had a bachelorette who had an ex-husband. So he would have been the first. But but an ex, even an ex-boyfriend of a, of a former lead has never contacted me before. So I respectfully disagree, Olivia. I think he had every right to come on. Um, I don't necessarily think that he was the greatest at expressing what he wanted to say. But in the end, it's his story to tell. And if he felt that he was wronged by what Tasha was saying on TV, that's on him. And if you don't agree with it, um, that's fine. Okay. So Megan Gilbert said, predictions for the college football playoffs and thoughts on Ohio State maintaining the number four spot with only five games played. How about you answer this, Olivia? I want to hear your Uh, Go Frogs. (laughs) Go TCU. Ribbit. Okay, so my predictions are Alabama's going to beat Florida this weekend. Um, I think Clemson wins in a rematch against Notre Dame. And I think as long as Ohio State beats Northwestern, which they should, your final four are going to be Alabama, Clemson. Notre Dame is not going to drop out of the final four and Ohio State. What I do think will happen is because Clemson, I think Clemson will beat Notre Dame, but not knock them out of the final four. I think that will knock them to four and move Ohio State up to three and then one plays four, which is Alabama will play Notre Dame and Clemson will play Ohio state in the semis. Because if Notre Dame doesn't get knocked to four, then Clemson and Notre Dame are playing back to back and it'll be for the third time this season. And there's no way that college football will want a team, two teams playing for a third time in one season. That exactly sounds, what, exactly that sounds great. I, I, Alabama, I know is always there. I do know that. Yeah. So yeah. Who is on your bachelor Mount Rushmore? I'm assuming we're talking contestants. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I, I mean, if if we're not, I'm recluding. Chris Harrison has to be on it. He's, you know, like he would be. Yeah. At least one of the faces of that. But if we're just strictly speaking about contestants, oh, geez. I guess the beauty is it can be whatever you want it to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we're just going off. God. I'm just like, if we're going off Instagram following, then it's like Hannah Brown and Tyler Cameron have to be up there. But God forbid, I'm just, uh, I'm in Tyler Cameron overload right now. I'm just like yeah. enough already with this guy. Um, which probably means that just that sentence, just the sentence of reality Steve just said, enough of Tyler Cameron, I'm in Tyler Cameron overload, immediately will mean, why do you hate Tyler Cameron so much, Steve? That's ridiculous. I think you're, I think this job is exhausting to you. It and is. it's probably not so good for you. Well, not not good as in what? Yeah, I would need therapy. Oh no, I'm. I don't feel I need therapy. I just get annoyed by people. You know what? It, it what it's really made me do is it's really made me dislike people a lot quicker. Touche. It really has. So, but going back to your question, Rushmore. God, I mean, I don't even. Okay. I, I don't. I, I, yeah, I can't answer that. I have no idea. But if I were to ask you who your survivor Mount Rushmore is, you would know. Uh, yeah, but, but but that's a game show where people have a gameplay and last a certain amount of time. And uh, I, I think you can you can put a Mount Rushmore there because there have been two people that have won that show twice. Like, how is a two time winner not on the Rushmore? You know, so I don't know. So it's a tough question, and it's just kind of weird because you almost have to ask it by saying by giving some sort of criteria of what it means. Okay. What's your least favorite buzzword or buzz saying that comes from this show? <laughs> well, this season, it seems to be showing up. Oh. You showed up. <laughs> you showed up for me. Yes. Yes. Claire's, okay. Claire said it a lot. I don't really. She said it too much. 
We're showing up. That's the latest one. Okay. I, someone asked your favorite season of the show, probably before you started not loving watching it. <laughs> um, I, I've always said I really liked Ashley's season, Ashley and JP. Okay. Um, yeah. I always liked Brad's first season where he chose nobody at the end. I thought that was pretty. That was yeah. What it, I I will always love Brad Womack. Always. Yeah, the first season because he chose nobody seemed the most realistic outcome. Like, hey, how about I'm not interested in either of them, so I'll just go with no one. <laughs> if you um if you got to interview Chris Harrison, what would you ask? I would absolutely uh, eviscerate him on all the bullshit and that he has portrayed throughout the years. Um, but that's why I knew that's why an interview with him would never happen. It just, it's just not, it just wouldn't, you know? Um, so many questions uh, that I would ask him all the stuff that I've brought out over the years. Um, producer, the biggest thing I would, I would bang on him for would be the producer manipulation. And I would be like, why do you guys pretend that this show happens organically when we all know it doesn't. And you try and say like, Oh no, we just put a bunch of people in a house and, you're gonna get some. Uh, you're gonna get some uh, personalities that don't match, mesh, and you know people are gonna butt heads. It's like no, you and I both know that your production team knows exactly what to do and has tricks up their sleeve and purposely fucks with people's heads to get reactions and responses out of them. Don't pretend that it doesn't. Okay, who's someone you'd love to interview that you know would never come on? Oh, Rob, I mean, Rob Mills, but it'd be the same. I mean, I'd ask Rob Mills or Chris Harrison. They'd be, basically be the same person. I'm interviewing the same person in terms of the questions that I would ask them because it would all be about behind-the-scenes stuff, production, how they handle things, choices that they've made in the past, all this stuff. Uh, same guy. Um, I guess you could even throw a lawn in there. You know, you could even throw someone like a lawn who would – who would never come on. And if he did, it would be to promote some calendar that he's selling or something, you know, it wouldn't. This has been, this has been riveting, truly. What questions do you have for me? I, I don't know. I have a lot, I have a lot of thoughts about the Josh thing. I really do. I don't know. It, it really like, I don't know if it's it, because. No, trust me, it, it, it stirred a lot. It pissed a lot of people off. I get it. But those people seem to be taking it out on me. And I don't understand why I'm getting hate for putting him on my podcast. Which I think in it's turn... just, it's the platform. It's like, it's, it's the platform. And I, I do understand your opinion of like, if, if someone had an experience, they deserve to talk about it. And I don't know if it's just because I have in my life, a history with infidelity and, uh, in cheating within, you know, my experiences where I'm like hearing someone come on and basically I mean, like, try to blame. I, I, I don't think he was trying to blame Tasha, but it came off as very much like, well, yes, I cheated, but like, here's all the reasons why, like, validating why he did, or, or, I just think his response was like extremely disproportionate to the offense. Does that make any sense? And like, I, I, I just, I don't know. It felt really, I don't. Okay, yeah. let me let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Before, maybe maybe it's hard for you to answer this because you've already heard the Josh interview, but before the Josh interview happened, when you heard Tasha say that infidelity ended my marriage, what, went, what did you think? What went through your mind? I just thought that at some point, either one of them cheated and that it was just too much to get past. And if-, if Cheated, it, cheated how? Ch cheated however way, whether it was emotionally, physically, like- as someone, what, went through, what went through your head is what I'm asking. I mean, honestly, no, nothing to the point where I felt like I needed to like search him or I just said, oh, okay, that's, 
that's what happened. And their marriage ended. And now she's dating. But we knew but we knew it was him. I, I knew it wasn't Tasha who cheated. We knew it was him because she said that there was infidelity in my marriage. And I think she specified it was on his behalf. So when you knew, okay, this guy's hus- ex-husband cheated on her and, the, and it led to a divorce. Yeah, that's what happened. It, no, nothing, nothing went through your head of what the cheating consisted of? No. At all? Mm-mm. Because when I heard that, I took it as, and, and look, and I know people are going are, are gonna to boil this down to it was only one time. However, I think it was only one time plays a major role in what he said. And I know people disagree with me. I guess we're just going to agree to disagree on this. But yeah. the one time thing I think is, I think has the ability, if somebody cheats one time and tells you about it right after it happens, which he did, I think that lends a little possibility of getting through it. The fact that he was trying to specify, look, I understand it happened one time, which he owned, which he said he was guilty of, which he said they needed to to see counseling after that. To me, and this is just my opinion, I think that plays a role in this overall narrative of infidelity in my marriage that ended it. Because to me, it didn't end their marriage because they didn't end up divorcing after he told her hours after she got back from her trip. I don't think it's, I I mean, yeah, obviously, like, I respect you, and I, we don't need to beat a dead horse on this, but, like, yeah, this is the first time I've been, like, I just don't, like, I, I, to me, one, it doesn't matter if, we shouldn't need to know what, how many times that he, like, but he, but he felt he should need to, he felt they should need to know. Okay. And that's on, and that's on him. But I just I mean, don't think like Tasha has never aired out dirty laundry, you know, for when he's saying things like, oh, I cheated. Well, you're dating 29 people like that to me was, is a cheap shot. It was a cheap shot. Um, it was because yeah, that was a horrible argument on his horrible. Part. And that's not just like he's not media trained. That's just bullshit. First of all, that's not him. Under, that's him not understanding the show. He didn't. That was a horrible statement. It was dumb. I probably should have. I should. I, someone asked me that in an email, and I said, you know what? I probably should have edited that out because I knew that was going to make him look bad. Um, that particular sentence, I could have easily just taken out because it just there's you can't compare the two. But I guess him it's just cheating. like because we know that he said that and believes that, to me it just felt icky because it's like it gives me a perspective on, like, what this guy thinks. You know what I mean? Like, whether you kept it in or not, you kept it in. And to me, that was a really telling line of like, this is the way this guy thinks. And this is not just like an, oh, I'm clearing my name and I want the world to know what happened. It's like, it's like a, I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, I guess it just felt like a disproportionate response. And I, I've loved watching Tasha, and I thought she's, she's handled like that whole thing super well. I mean, I'm like, how could you be disappointed with what has been, has been said at this point like she's barely she's barely said anything i think she boy i think saying cheater is a cheater is always a cheater i think that's a i think that's a a very general statement to make and i think that's um something that can easily be debated because that seems like and maybe other people think that as well you could debate anything as someone who's who's grown up with cheating like that's what i believe too and I've seen, yeah. and I've never been proven any differently. And if I heard the person in my life who's been in, unfaithful, if I had had to listen to a podcast like that, I would be like probably super triggered by it because it's like, you know, it's not like an eye for an eye. It's it's not 
he did what he did and mm-hmm. yes he can talk about it but like so can she and whether she left him five minutes after he said I cheated or four years after whether you know putting in work and trying like the fundamental cause of the end of a relationship or a marriage can still be infidelity whether it happened yesterday or tomorrow or whenever like and and to me that's what she's saying is just like we were married there was infidelity and I don't think she needs to get into super deep deep details about like whether she went to therapy or not and what timing you know whatever and maybe she even did say that and it just wasn't put in there like we don't know and that's why it's like I don't know I I yeah this is I just feel like for- what 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 about this what about why did she have to say cheating on national on a national television show three times I think that was also Josh's point why did she have to say that at all because it's what happened but why does she have to say that publicly on the show? What, what would you prefer? Just I got divorced and that's it? Talk about it privately. There is no privately on the show, though. That just is like... Talk, well, talk about it with him after the fact. I don't think he... If, if she told whoever she chose at the end of this when it was all over, hey, let me tell you a little bit more about my divorce. I don't think that would have changed his mind about her or anything. Yeah, I just... I guess to, to me, what, it's what, like... What, what about this? We're just not going to agree on this. <laughs> We're just not. Well, but, but agreeing on what? I don't even know what we're disagreeing on. I just, I don't know. <sighs> I mean, I, I think, I, I mean, I could say I cheated on my college girlfriend and I haven't cheated since. So that was, I was in college in 1993 to 1997 and wasn't proud of it. Wait, so, okay. So say your college girlfriend went on a show and said, I was in a relationship. It, it ended. There was cheating. <laughs> would you, yeah, would you feel the need to go on a Podcast. No, because it was 23 years ago. Josh happened, this happened, this is his wife, number one. I think it's a case-by-case basis. That case wouldn't hold much water only because it was 23 years ago, and I'd, be, I'd probably be like, yeah, I was a moron for doing that. No, I think I think Josh is just in a position where, you know, I, I get, I look, I get it. I, I get people hate him, and I get people don't like, but I don't get why people are taking it out on me. Well, I guess I guess I'm just wondering why, like, what was when when he explained I want to come on. What was the purpose of that episode for you? Just having to let to let Josh talk about what happened and to clear his name. If he didn't do a good job of clearing his name in a lot of people's minds, isn't that on him? Why is that on me? To me, it it didn't really benefit you, and it didn't really benefit him. Well, and... maybe after the fact, but at the time, the whole point is, hey, I'm going to give you an opportunity to come on. So after, so basically what you're saying is maybe this, after I recorded it with him, I should have just said, you know what? Not good enough. Let's not air this. Maybe. I, did you listen? I mean, what would I, you think? What, what did you think people's response would be when you listened to it? Um, I thought it would just be a little more open-minded and maybe, well, here, here's, here's another thing that I, I think is a major issue here. And let's be honest. Tasha is a very well-liked person in this franchise. Yeah. So no matter what Josh said, anytime, like I said, earlier anytime you say anything negative about anybody in this franchise it turns into why do you hate them we're dealing with somebody who's the lead of a show who's very popular so nothing that josh said was going to be looked upon favorably at all but let's be honest and this is comparing apples to apples i think when i had jed's ex-girlfriend on last season jed was somebody that when you look at the overall view of him by bachelor nation he was somebody that was disliked 
So it's a lot easier when his ex comes on and says, he did all this stuff to me. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, you go throw that guy, drag that guy. You know why? Because people knew that Jed, you know, Jed had a very unfavorable um, viewpoint by Bachelor Nation. Correct? I mean, that's fair to say. It, yeah. He was like the villain. Tasha's not the villain. So anytime something negative comes up about somebody so popular, I think that's clouding a lot of people's thoughts on this. I really do, because the same exact thing happened last year, and people loved that, the fact that I put Jed's girlfriend on. So why did they not love the fact that I put Tasha's ex-husband on? Or why was I not given the same latitude to put Tasha's ex on as I was Jed's ex? Tasha, when you compare what Jed and what Tasha's done, like, there's no compare. Tasha hasn't done anything. And that's why, to me, it's like Jed, like, lied and led someone on and like did all this crazy like Tasha hasn't done anything but to him she did to Josh she did I get that but like you know you listen to the episode and it's just like yes I cheated um and and that's what she said I did and yeah <laughs> so it's just I, like I, I, yeah I think it's more than that I think it's deeper than that I but like I said we could yeah, we'll it's, go. it's tough. I, I just think I, I just think he is just in a no win situation. So maybe he never should have come on in the first place. No, but once he, not. But once he once he came to me, I was going to give him that form. And I just I can't take it back now. What am I supposed to do? I apologize for putting him on. No, uh, I, I just mean, like why, I guess I'm, why just am I getting hate? I'm surprised. I don't, I don't think it's you're getting hate. I just think it's oh, like I'm getting plenty of hate. Trust okay, me. well, not I'm not trying to hate on you. I'm just I feel like I never thought that I would have to like argue this, you know. And so that's just interesting to me that I, I'm just I'm, yeah. I all I've seen is her just doing the bare minimum and actually publicly saying please leave him alone or please respect his privacy. And he but he's saying she never should have brought that up in the first place. I, yeah. She did. She did not have to say my ex-husband cheated. She could have said, "I had a marriage. It didn't work out." Um, and you know, you you grow and you learn things, or at least tell them after the fact, because I don't think that would have changed any of these guys' minds about Tasha. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you, <laughs> I don't know. I just... If you make the argument that he should have never come on, can't you make the argument Tasha should have never taken the bachelorette gig if she was going to say? Call out a no, because that's he cheated, and whatever happens after the but fact. If he has the right to say he cheated, then he has the right to defend himself. I'm not saying he doesn't have the right. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like I, the the whole concept. You know, if if someone wanted to go on and defend themselves after like someone completely slandered them and really just went in on them and can't believe it, but it's just it's just like. Uh, unless I've missed something and I've seen every episode, it's not even like she's that interested in divulging anything past that. Like it's more in terms of the way that I look at relationships because there was infidelity in my marriage. It's affected the way I look at future relationships. It's the way I look at trust, uh, which what I've seen in my life has affected the way I look at relationships too. And I would bring that up in terms of like, here's why I, I want th th my relationship in the future to look like this. I, to me, it hasn't been like a, oh, I can't wait to say what's happened to my in my future marriage and make my husband, ex-husband look bad. Uh, yeah, I don't I, I just don't think you can cheat and then get mad at someone for saying you cheated just the same as if, if someone were to steal and I would say my ex-husband stole like.
if she were if she were to say that and she weren't the bachelorette and she were dating so and so privately, absolutely it could come up. I think all he's saying is she didn't need to say that on TV. That's the biggest thing I took from him. And um, I think he said, and that's what he's saying. Like, she didn't have to say, because now I'm the guy that cheated on Tasha. While it's true, it could have been left out. Like, ah, all right. All right, <laughs> dude. I don't know. But he doesn't come on my podcast if she doesn't say my ex-husband cheated. She doesn't say my ex-husband cheated if he didn't cheat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That, that's true. But she didn't. Okay. But what we're saying is she didn't have to say it. I, uh, she could have just said marriage. Um, yeah, I was married. Things happened. Wasn't great. Look, I, it's, this is not, I'm not, I'm not trying. I just, for whatever reason, it, I was not expecting to go in on this, but I feel very this passionately has been like about this. The last forty-five minutes of the podcast. Yeah, I did. I was not expecting to feel passionately about this, but I, I do, and obviously, I respect you, and you're a, a friend, and I, you're completely allowed, allowed to disagree with your friends, and this is one of those times. But yeah, we're not going to find a middle ground here. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's. Uh... Look, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to defend um, putting him on. Do I agree with everything he said on the podcast? No, I don't. The 25 she's dating, 25 women, I had many, 25 men like that was a dumb statement. He never uh, should have said it. But we're talking about the overall totality. Of so you everything. agree with the overarching, uh, n- not message, but overarching reason that he came on and the reason why you gave him a platform to let him talk. Um, but there were things in there that you, you thought were odd, like the 25, um, women. That wasn't just odd. That was wrong. Well, it was wrong. Yes. Yeah. I'm just talking about the overall totality of everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this is, I think it's been interesting. I think it's been a great discussion because I don't, I don't think there, I, you, a lot of the response to me has been very black and white. I just don't think this is a black and white issue. I think this is a gray issue. But people are frankly telling me, black and white, no, he should have never been on. You should have never given him the platform to do this. I think I should have given him the platform to do this. He had every right because his ex-wife said he cheated and it ended their marriage on television. And look, I've got the email pulled up. I'm going to read it. Okay. I'm going to read the email that okay. he sent me. Here we go. Hey, hey, November 20th, 11.46 a.m. Hey, Steve. Just reaching out to you in concern of some of the things that have been said about me on The Bachelor. I am Tasha Adams' ex-husband, and possibly you and I can have an interview concerning the negative effects this show has had on my life. I'm a fairly private person, and I truly have not wanted to be involved in this nonsense, but it has gotten to the point where I feel as though I may need to defend my reputation a bit. It's been tough on my parents, my girlfriend, and me. I'm not in a huge rush to do anything, as I've heard this nonsense is going to be continuing for at least another three weeks. Just shoot me back an email if you're interested. He had a right to come on. I don't think I should be uh, beat up for it like I have been for giving him an outlet. I think infidelity is is it's a trigger uh, for a lot of people, including myself. There's going to be people agree and people that don't agree. And um, either way, I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk <laughs> about it. And then I wanted to be able to talk about it, too, apparently. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I think it just... I think she could have gone, she could have done everything that she did this season the way she's done it. 
and left and said everything that she has had said this season and take that one sentence out and you and I aren't having this last 45 minute conversation. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But didn't she say that back on Colton season? Like, uh, yeah, she said it once. So it's interesting that now it's like, Oh, this is so exhausting. Oh my God. Well, because I think because she said it, two or three times and it became a bigger story because back when she was on Colton, she was, it was dating just... one person and now she's dating more people. So she has to tell her story more. That's what I would take it as. But... I, she, I guess. Okay. Look I, at this point, it, I'm not going to delete the interview. It's out there. If people want to beat me up for it, I guess I have to just take it. Uh, but I feel that I feel that um, I had, he had every right to come on and I gave him a platform. If people, want to disagree and never listen to my podcast again because I, I let a guy defend himself. So be it. I, I guess I'll see if my podcast numbers um, suffer. I'd be curious. This. We'll do a survey on that too. We'll just do a bunch of surveys. If people think that I'm doing this, you know, to make money or to uh, get so many clicks or downloads, they don't understand the podcast business. Like I was paid for this podcast well before it ever aired. Like the, the way I get paid on my podcast has nothing to do with, Oh, put him on and I'm going to make extra money. I'm sorry. The amount of downloads he got has absolutely nothing to do with the amount of money I made for that podcast. Well, this has been fun. Um, yeah. Let me end it on one more question. Uh, what do you, uh, New Year's resolutions? Do you have any? I haven't thought about this year's. I'm usually not very good at them. I mean, I've never actually kept them, but I do talk about them. I do vocalize them. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any? Do you know? Um, I mean, I always do a reading resolu- or a reading goal. Um, I do. Uh, my resolution is to actively get better at dating. Uh, what else was I, there? Was um, oh well, can't remember what it was. Okay. Well, uh, the, I, 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 always the, the whole along the lines of relationship. Um, I, I appreciate you not. Um, you know, I was. I briefly mentioned it last week about Cat uh, and I. And, oh yes. Um, so I. I appreciate you not probing. Nope. Um, don't have to. <laughs> uh, you know, because it sucks. Breakups are not fun. Um, this one wasn't any more fun than any other breakup in the past. It sucks. But the the best part about it is is that um, it wasn't contentious. It wasn't a, oh, my God, you did something bad and we need to end it or on either of our side. It was just a stuff happens. I think just wasn't, it's just working. two different people at two different places in life. And we're and we're friends. We've spoken or texted every day since. I don't expect that to change. I love a breakup like that. We'll always be cool with each other because it wasn't anything ever bad between us. We're just, so that was good. I'm happy about that. I'm sorry about that, but. Yeah, but it still sucks. Who am I going to go to Olive Garden with now? (laughs) Uh, I I introduced her to Olive Garden and she loved it. And uh, Olive Garden. I mean, maybe one day you guys could get to a point where you could have a lovely, friendly dinner at Olive Garden. Yeah. I do believe (laughs) now as I grow older that you can be friends with an ex and you could have a lovely meal at Olive Garden together. I agree. I think that can happen. All right, Steve. Thank you for giving me two hours of your life. Um, I know. uh, All right. I'll text you later. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Ooh, guys, that was a doozy. It was not <laughs> expecting an episode like that to finish 2020, but here we are, right? This year is uh, always delivering what we didn't expect. So as you might've heard at the beginning, but I'll remind you again, this was my last episode of 2020. 
I'm taking Christmas and that last week of December, uh, or was it, I don't even know. Anyway, I'm taking Christmas off and New Year's. And then at the start of January, I will have some Faya episodes for you guys. So thanks for sticking with me in 2020. You have uh, given me so much strength during this really tough year, and I hope I've given some strength back to you guys as well. Um, And I know the holidays, as I've said, look a lot different. So I just wish everyone peace and comfort and know that I am thinking of you all and sending you as many virtual hugs and squeezes as I possibly can. And I can't wait to talk to you guys again in the new year. So happy holidays. Bye.